Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Claussen, and today I'm going to talk about the doshas. Sapphire training helps the on-the-go woman feel more energetic, find her inner peace, and become more powerful by creating a fitness lifestyle she loves. Today is the second practice of the Peaceful Power Practice series, and if you guys listened a few weeks ago, Sahara Rose interview, she actually did a really good job of breaking down the doshas and Ayurveda. So if you're not familiar with that, um, I would highly recommend you guys to go back to episode number 76 and listen to what Sahara has to say on the doshas. And I'm going to break them down in a little different fashion, um, but it's all the same thing. But in case you're uh, wanting a little bit more checklist, because I know some people out there learn better when they're like, just give me the check, check, check. That's what I'm going to share with you guys today. And also she has the best quiz that I found. So if you're also not familiar with what doshas are, I will explain that in a second. But if you Google, um, you know, what is my dosha, you can also find a quiz online. So like Deepak Chopra has got a good one. I think that's one of the ones that comes up. But eatfeelfresh.com, Sahara's site, actually has the best one that I've found because it breaks down your dosha in your mind as well as your body. So basically what your dosha is, it's your physical and it's your mental um, makeup. So everyone is born with a dosha. And I'm still actually, it's kind of fun right now trying to figure out what my son is. I'm pretty sure he's a Pitta based on some of the things he's got. He's quick to temper. And that is something that Pittas definitely are. And it's also based on your um, your parents. So my husband and I both are pretty much Pittas ourselves. So our, you know, our son definitely has a high tendency towards that. Now I'm going to explain to you what in the world a Pitta is in a second. So with these doshas, I want you to think of them as uh, you're in the training world. We learn them as endomorph, ectomorph, and mesomorph. That is all well and good, but I actually never used that in my training. So when I train clients, I never looked at the body types in those regards because to me, it didn't really mean anything. It just meant like where your body tends to hold on to things and store fat, but that was pretty much it. And so it didn't tell you a lot of insight into how to motivate you or um, what are some things that we can do to counteract that maybe body type. Whereas your dosha, it really breaks into the mental side, which as we know, fitness is such a mental thing. If we're mentally off our game, we're not going to be in the gym working out because, you know, our kapha has come out and we want to sit on the couch. So that's kind of an instance. And once you kind of understand the doshas, you'll actually understand like my references to the pitta, the vada, and the kapha. So those are the three doshas. And um, the vada characteristics. So if you've taken the quiz and you kind of know what you are, now is a great time to listen back in. If you haven't, maybe press pause and go take the quiz so you can kind of understand um, and tune into this. Now we have all three doshas in our bodies. So when I'm talking about one that you're like, oh, I'm not that one. Well, you still have this dosha in you and it will go off at some point. And we've all felt that way. Um, like for me, I'm primarily a pitta and my secondary dosha is a vata. But my kapha, which is that third dosha, will act up if I'm sitting on the couch too long. That is the kapha in me taking over. Um, if I notice I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm just binge watching gosh knows what, typically it's the Hallmark channel because I really do love the Hallmark movies, both the murder mystery channel and just the regular Hallmark channel, in case you were wondering. 
And that's when I know, okay, Andrea, you might need to go up and go do something because I've fallen into my kapha is a little off because I just want to sit there and watch the Hallmark Channel all day. So that's something where you know, okay, that's how do I change that? Like, how do I get my kapha going? And usually for that instance, so you, we've probably all fallen into this care, into this pattern, is you just have to get up and do something. So typically it's something active. Um, for me, it was shutting the TV off and literally I just went grocery shopping. I had my grocery list already made and just getting out, buying the healthy produce, you know, and coming back home and just wanting to cook a healthy dinner. That got me out of that kind of sitting on the couch thing. So it can be something as easy as that. For others, it might be, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and go work out, or I'm going to go to a yoga class, or I'm just going to go for a walk, or I'm just going to sit outside rather than sit in front of the TV and get drained that way. So that can be how you kind of tip that off. So um, now I want to break it down a little bit more into characteristics of each. So let's start with the Vata. So this is associated with movement in our body. So Basically, any we in, in Ayurveda, they say anything with disease is caused by vata because vata is what moves things through. And so when stuff gets stagnant, that's when, um, you know, the disease comes because it's not moving through the body. It's stuck in one area. So positive qualities associated with a vata. Typically, they have very positive emotions. They are a brightness. They're those people who are really bubbly fun. They have a fast metabolism. And they're usually pretty driven. Now, some of the downside qualities, they tend to lack confidence or grounding. So they can be kind of spacey at times. And we all, again, have probably had our um, vata go out when we put our car keys somewhere and then we are frantically trying to find our car keys. Um, Or we are talking on our cell phone trying to frantically find our cell phone because we lost it. That's an instance of our vata going out. Um, We lack ease in the vata. So sometimes they um, feel uncomfortable in their own skin. They lack direction. So sometimes vatas take on too much because they are so driven and then they just don't know where to go next. So they kind of get a little lost in, okay, I have all these things, but what's my next direction? And then finally, they tend to be the worry or the anxiety-driven dosha. So typically, when we have that um, anxious feelings, it's because our vata has gotten off in some regards. And I will be talking about how to find out what's going on um, as I go through this list. So you'll kind of hear that as well. So for digestion, vatas typically tend to eat erratically and skip meals. They tend to bloat. They feel malnourished and they're always hungry. Vata's tend towards dehydration and constipation. And vata is in the fall and early winter. That's when the vata season time of the year is. So everyone should be choosing foods that are warm and moisturize the body. If you're a vata, one pot meals are best for digestion. And then the spices that are good for um, vatas are cinnamon, cardamom, nutmeg, ginger, black pepper, cumin, basil, and mustard seeds. And that's also good seasons to use if you know that you're feeling a little ungrounded or you're feeling a little anxious. Using any of those spices will also help. And then finally, you want to favor marinated salads and fermented foods and then the one-pot meals. So tendencies of vatas. They tend to have sleep issues, a feeling of exhaustion, and then really cracky joints. So what are some remedies? 
So vatas thrive on routines. So having the more you can have that constant routine in your life, the better. So, you know, you get up at, you know, 5 a.m. every day, you brush your teeth, then you do your morning movement practice. Uh, then you leave the house at the same time. So all of those routines really help the vata stay calm and that anxiety kind of shuts off. Another good thing for um, remedying the vata dosha is to nourish the body three times a day at the same time because it creates a grounding in both the body and the mental direction. So just knowing, okay, this is when I'm getting my food and um, you know this is the time and your body is not wondering and your mind's not wondering. Now, it says three times because in Ayurveda, they do not really believe in snacking in between meals. Um, I still snack between meals. I'm still working on that. But if any dosha does need to snack, it tends to be the vata. So vata is usually, um, you know, just even saying three times a day, you're like, I'm starving all day. There's no way I could survive on three meals a day. Then you might have a little bit of vata in you as well. And you might need an extra meal or two or snack, not really full meal, but snack. Typically, vatas need more nuts, seeds, oils to balance the lightness of the body and more spices due to the cold nature of their system. So vatas tend to be on the colder side and are always cold. Daily hot baths or external oil massage help them feel nourished into the depth of their souls. So especially in the winter, you know, taking a nice warm bath and doing a, you know, self oil massage after the bath with a dry brushing, some sort of routine to kind of warm up their body and warm up the skin. Early to bed is great for vatas. And then a yoga practice that focuses on breath work to ground down. So vatas tend to want to go to the fast yoga classes, but they actually should be going to the more restorative and the yin just to kind of get back into their own bodies to settle that um, anxiety to ground themselves down and really slow down. So that is why the vatas are recommended to do these slower practices. Then now, how do you find um, if your vata is off? So the first thing you want to do is look into your routines. And then look into what's unstable in your life. So some examples. Is your bedtime inconsistent? Is your meditation practice inconsistent? Um, Are you eating sporadic meals? All of those are going to cause the vata to be a little bit off, no matter if you're a vata or if you're any of the doshas. That's how you kind of know if you're feeling ungrouded. Look at those routines. Look at what's unstable in your life. Now, finally, since I am fitness, what workouts are best for your vata dosha? Typically, the light cardio and yoga versus high-intensity activities again. So the high-intensity activities really um, get that vata going and really gets their fire going, which is not always best. Um, I can think of a client in particular, and um, you will know who you are because she does listen to my show when I say this. But the over the high intensity, that's what she really, really wants to do. But as we have talked about, that is not usually what's best for her. Sometimes taking a rest, going to yoga all week and going for walks is better than really over striving that and pushing yourself to exhaustion, which tends to happen with vatas. So in concluding general practices for vatas, they want to dress in layers because they tend to get cold. Uh, Five minutes of sitting in quiet in the morning and the evening. So trying to settle in and just be with themselves. So that's why as um, the last solo show I talked about, I was having a tough time in my meditation practice, which means my vata is a little off, which means I should probably be working on sitting a little bit longer than I am um, and pushing through that. 
So that will be a work in progress. I'll update you later. <laughs> um, next one, eat on a schedule. So again, having that routine. And then favoring warm spices to aid in digestion and keep you warm all day long. All right, so those were the vata. So that was the first dosha we talked about. Next up are pitta characteristics. Now, pittas are associated with transformation, which is the fire. So pittas tend to run hot in nature. Uh, positive qualities. They tend to put their mind to something, they will do it. So these are the people who say, yes, I'm going to do that. I will do it. And you know they follow through. They tend to have a strong appetite and good digestion. They put on muscle fairly easily and they crave transformation. So they're always wanting to learn, always wanting to transform and better themselves. Now, some of the downsides, they tend to be quick to anger, quick to criticize. They can get hangry more than the other doshas and they sometimes get overly competitive. So a lot of athletes will fall into this category. Um, now, digestion. Pittas tend to have strong digestion that leans towards sharpness and acidity. So they get the sour stomachs. Um, this is something where if you eat and you're like, oh, that was not good, this tends to happen more towards pittas because their digestion is really good. They'll know when something is off, typically right away. Um, sharpness happens when they skip meals. That's where that hangry comes into play. Um, I had that issue, <laughs> my husband and I did actually, to give a very funny example of that, because I am primarily Pitta. Um, during our honeymoon, we had we flew out the very next day after we got married to um, Sedona. And so we flew into Phoenix and we stayed up, I think, until two or three in the morning because we had our reception here in our backyard. So people were still at our house and, you know, we were tired, we were exhausted, and we our flight was at like eight the next morning. I don't know why we decided to do that. That was not the best planning. So we had, my dad came to give us a ride to the airport. You know, we're throwing stuff in the suitcases last minute. We get to the airport. Our flight was delayed an hour. So we're already like, oh my gosh. So we're sitting there waiting. We finally get to Phoenix, which again, they are a couple hours behind us. So we're already off in time zones and we are starving. So we're trying to get to Sedona and, um, you know, my husband gets lost. I don't, we were deciding, should we stop at Scottsdale before we go to Sedona? And then finally, like both of us just had it. And I just kind of looked at him. I'm like, I don't care. I need food now. I am not going to be a happy camper. So he just kind of pulled over to like the first thing. I think it was a Chipotle um, that we just pulled into. And I'm like, I don't care what I'm eating. And I just ate, you know, like you just scarf down the whole thing. That is an example of being hangry, where you're just, you're, you're quick to snap. You don't want to talk to anyone. You just want the food. You devour it in like two seconds and then all's well again. So that's that hangry feeling. And pittas tend to feel it a little bit more intensely than other doshas. So pittas also should not skip lunch or they're going to burn out later in the day. This is something that I've also learned um, that skipping lunch, if I skip lunch, I am awful the rest of the day. And I used to not eat as big of lunch. I would eat a bigger dinner. And I flip-flopped those. And that has made a huge difference in my world. I am not as, um, again, quick to anger or I am not needing food throughout my afternoon. So I used to snack all afternoon long. I don't have to do that anymore because I am having a bigger lunch. Now, foods to be careful around for pittas, hot spices, meat, alcohol, caffeine, chocolate and processed foods easily aggravate the fire types, which is the pitta. Um, I know those are all 
for the most part, really good things. Um, and so that is where you're like, oh, I do all of those things. And then you have to notice, okay, am I angry after doing, you know, maybe you had a day where you woke up, had a couple cups of coffee. Um, then at lunch you had salmon with some hot spice with it. Uh, and then you have wine and chocolate to end your day. That's a lot of spicy foods or hot, intense processed foods that are going to aggravate the pitta and just noticing, oh, maybe that was why I was crabby today. Uh, now, on the flip side, spices that actually will help calm down the pitta, cilantro, basil, mint, lemon balm, rose, lemongrass, coconut, dill, fennel, cardamom, and coriander versus pepper. So no pepper for the pittas. Now, you want to favor a diet, freshly prepared foods, and cooling foods. And then sweet taste to chill out your edge. Honey is too hot. Use maple syrup or dates for that sweet taste for pittas. Now, the tendencies of pittas, they tend to burn out. They have a sharpness in tongue, and they need to make time to relax and reflect because they don't like to do that. Now, remedies for this. Daily nature walks to give you space and perspective hence why I probably really love my daily nature walks. <laughs> Lunch should be the new dinner. As I said, I made that adjustment huge for me. Beans are cooling and good for pitta digestion. In general, spicy foods will aggravate pittas. Reflection and gratitude practice at the end of the day to keep your pitta calm. And then plants and greens in particular are a go-to meal option. So um, once you kind of learn some of this, you'll really understand. And if you implement it in any of those doshas, you'll see that stuff starts to calm down. Um, it's in particular, all of those things, as I read them, I'm like, yeah, this is this is why I my life has changed in the past probably nine months because I have incorporated a lot of that and I have balanced out a lot more. So how do you know if your pit is off? What are you overly focused on in your life? That's what you have to look at. Typically, pittas get overly focused in something and they go into overdrive, whether it's a work goal, uh, job, kids, or just life in general. So they need to ease up and relax. And that's where those nature walks come into play. Um, and just getting outside in general help balance that sharpness of the pitta. And then other reasons that pittas can be off are the spicy foods, the alcohol, staying up past 10 to finish work, which increases the focus which means you're starting the day with coffee, which means more acid in your body, which turns into sore throats and the burning esophagus. So all of those, um, the burning or the inflammation is all pitta related. And that's why um, that example I just said is all how you get inflammation in the body, which is going to inflame pittas even more. Now workouts for pittas, medium intensity based workouts, creative workouts, play workouts, walks, um, and they typically love competitive sports, but knowing if they're really in overdrive to ease up on those competitive sports. Now, general practices for them, flow and let go. So learning to just, all right, I'm going to do something and I can let it go. Um, avoiding burnout, eating a large lunch, avoid processed foods that affect pittas, watch the spice and alcohol, and then a relaxing evening practice at the end of the day to shut down work. All right. So um, if you're like, wow, this is a lot of stuff and I really want to know uh, more about these, I actually have a guide um, that you can find on my website at andreaclawson.com slash podcast 79. 
And that's where you can find this free guide. So it will be right on the um, bottom of this podcast show notes. So in case you're like, wow, this is a lot of information. I'm really liking it, but I'm not going to remember everything she said. Um, You can check it out there because we do have one more dosha to go through. So this one is the kapha dosha. So for kaphas, the positive qualities, uh, they are, it means hug. Now this dosha is associated with earth and um, water. And so this is your just kind of warm people in general. They're the people that you want to give hugs to. Um, They're always welcoming, always have a smile on their face. They're very grounded. Um, They're also safety. So when you see this person, you think safe and they have a very go with the flow personality. Now downside is they can suffocate people because they get too close. They are those warm, huggy people where they sometimes you're like, okay, I need a break, step away, too close. Um, They can get complacent. And then they out of balance, it can mean lower motivation. And they tend to have the slowest of the metabolisms. For digestion, kaphas do best with drying diets, such as spicy, crunchy foods and a predominance of green vegetables. Now, the tendencies of kaphas is they tend to overeat, which causes the stomach lining to become more liquid, which contributes to overproduction of mucus, which means more colds, congestions, asthma, water retention. So this is a dosha that definitely goes out in the winter. um, And this is the dosha of typically the kids. So usually 12 and under is the kapha time of life. And that's why a lot of kids have colds and mucus. And you want to try to dry that up. And so that's why, um, you know, having those drying foods, such as the crunchy foods, the spicy foods, um, like your kale chips, because especially the green vegetables are going to help dry that up. Now, they two to three meals a day are best for kaphas. They really don't recommend snacking at all for kaphas because kaphas are the dosha that will tend to overeat. The best foods for them are astringent grains, such as a millet, buckwheat, pomegranates, leafy greens, lemons, and grapefruit. Spices are fennel, pepper, cloves, cinnamon, and you want to go big with spices for the kapha dosha. And lemon and honey are your pals. So with this, this is my um, favorite drink that I like to do in the winter. So anytime that my husband or my son this past winter was getting a cold or getting any congestion or mucusy stuff, I went to um, this drink and I literally did not uh, knock on wood, get sick or get their cold um, after having it. So all that it is, is you just warm up a cup of water, warm water. You slice up a lemon. I usually put a quarter of a lemon juice. So freshly squeezed lemon into this water. I put in some turmeric. Sometimes I'll use fresh turmeric grated. Other times I'll just you take my turmeric spice and just um, sprinkle some of that in there. I shave off some fresh ginger. You can also use ginger spice. And then I put a dab of honey and then I um, just kind of sprinkle it up or stir it up, sprinkle it up or stir and um, let that sit for usually about 10 minutes to kind of let that ginger soak in. Um, I fish the ginger or the fresh turmeric back out of my drink and I have that. And I'll literally do that maybe one to two cups a day if people around me are getting sick. And that really helps um, kind of reduce that for whatever reason, helps fight off those bacteria because it is those drying things that help the kapha um, dosha from going out of whack. And definitely try it. So if you haven't, that is a great drink to try. Now, tendencies, your body tends to stay at rest 
if you're resting. So just as the example I said earlier with being on the couch and not wanting to move, that is a perfect example of the Katha dosha going out of whack. Um, tendency is a heaviness feeling. So you are, you know, when you overate, like you just have that ugh, sinking feeling and that's that Katha being a little bit out of whack. And then their other tendency is they're um, designed to give. Like these are your givers. They tend to um, overgive. Like my mom is a Katha. She loves to give gifts. That's also her love language, like to give gifts. So these are those, um, you know, women or men in your life who just are very giving of themselves. Now remedies for Kathas, decluttering Kathas um, are the best. So they tend to collect things. So if you maybe go in their garage and they have 20 shovels or, you know, 20 flower pots, you know, those are the people who tend to collect the things. Uh, they stimulate the senses daily is uh, needed for kaphas. So they need to explore new places, sights, sounds, colors. That helps kind of keep the kapha from going out of whack. Going to bed early. They need six to eight hours of sleep because they are the people who want 10, but that's not good for kaphas. That's when they go into that stagnant mode and want to rest more. So six to eight is ideal there. Um, chewing on fennel instead of snacking and sipping on hot water and toasted fennel seeds is great in between meals for kaphas. And then they wanted, well, one thing that um, you want to think about if you're a kapha is to digest your meal before eating ingesting your next meal. So make sure that you fully digested and you're not just snacking um, just because. So this is again the dosha that will tend to find themselves back at the cupboard um, and not just if you're a kapha but if your kapha is out of whack you might have just finished a great meal and then 20 minutes later you notice you're back in the cupboard eating you know cookies or chips whatever you can find. So making sure that okay let me digest this meal first before I ingest anything else. And then finally, to decongest using a neti pot is great with kaphas. So how do you know if your kapha is off? Typically, if you look at your life, habits are off. So you're not, you're not as uh, lively. Um, you're not getting your exercise. Your nut nutrition routines are off. Um, and so you might need lighter foods. And then you might have sat too long recently. So just again, as I said before, um, you know, watching TV. So you might need to do something else because the habits are off. So maybe you do have a strict no um, TV after a certain time and you notice the last week you have done and now all of a sudden you've developed a new habit because they do tend to develop habits more uh, easy, easily. Um, just noticing that. Now finally, workouts for kaphas. They want more high intensity. They like group environments, compound exercises, Morning movements to start the day is essential for kaphas. So trying to do something in the day to get them going. So if they're going, they're going to go the rest of the day. Now, general practices for kaphas. They want to dry brush every day as it helps with circulation. Wake up and move. 10 minutes is good. 20 is great. For digestion, think when they're eating a third food, a third water, and a third space. And again, Spice is your friend, so are honey and lemon. Go to bed early and get up at dawn for your morning movement practice. And the main thing with kapha is just move, move, move. So in conclusion, we all will associate something from each of those doshas. And you have your primary dosha will be the one that you relate to most. So as I went through those three doshas, you might have said, oh yeah, I totally can relate to vata. Like that was me. Um, you know, typically we all have that one that we gravitate towards. 
So next time that, that you're angry, notice why and what could be the cause of it and kind of associate it to that dosha and just know, okay, am I hungry? Or maybe I'm overly driven in an area of my life and I just need a break. Like I need to calm down. I need to have an evening routine. So trying to associate some of the stuff I went over today and, um, you know, same thing with the colds in the winter, noticing, oh, I'm feeling more mucusy. I'm feeling um, more sluggish and noticing how you can counteract that. So those are some of the practices and those are ways that I like to have people incorporated into their lives um, is really noticing not just what's going on in the internal or the external world, which we usually are pretty good at noticing, but internally, what are we noticing? And now I want to share with you um, just three of my favorite resources. And I also have these in the show notes. Sahara Rose's site, eatfeelfresh.com. Awesome for anything more about Ayurveda or about doshas. Kate Stillman at theyogahealer.com and her book Body Thrive is another awesome resource. Katie Silcox, Healthy, Happy, Sexy, A Modern Woman's Guide to Ayurveda. That is an awesome book that I've been recommending to people if they want to start um, introducing some of these concepts into their life or understanding, okay, how can I incorporate some of this ancient wisdom that actually really makes sense once you dive into it? Um, And if you're thinking, wow, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I hope that I just introduce this to you. And then when you are ready, you're going to come back to it and really, um, really understand it because this is what happened to me. Like I learned about this two years ago before I finally understand how I can apply it to my life. And um, I can really see how it works. I mean, after trying this, the kapha remedy tea this winter and then really understanding why I get out of whack, like my vata. So like noticing, okay, it's because I'm too frantic. I'm not grounded. I'm not in my meditation practice. That's why I've been feeling more anxious lately. All of those little things and, um, you know, paying attention to them, doing a gratitude practice, journaling about this. You really can deep dive into this and notice that it will change your life and it will change it um, for the better if you start incorporating just any of those things. I mean, whether it be morning movement, whether it be spices, whether it be um, working out for your body type, going to bed a little earlier, getting up at dawn, um, all of that will make a difference um, if you stick with it. So this is something that I hope you guys learned a lot from today. Um, My challenge to you is to find out your dosha this week. So head on over to that site, eatfeelfresh.com if you want. Um, Otherwise, maybe you have a good idea from my talk today, what you are. And again, I have the free resource on, I will link it to my show notes. So it's at andreaclawson.com slash podcast 79. And that's where you can find more information um, and download the guide that I have um, all about your dosha. And so you can have this at your, um, well, probably on your phone because I don't print anything anymore either. So probably you just download it right to your phone and you can pull it up um, if you're at the grocery store wondering what um, new spice that you should try this week. So, all right, that's what I have for you guys this week. And I want everyone to go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.